Welcome. It's uh, 10.07. Chris said, I was thinking about all those Freudian stuff uh, about uh, some of your problems going back to your mother's breastfeeding you. Wow. Are these kids going to have some issues in the future? Dad's breast milk, all the nutrition of mom's milk, and all the testosterone, too. Yeah, that's that's going to be a, a problem, I am sure. Uh, if you are unemployed and and you're looking for work, you just might be able to get a job at NASA. In fact, I've been begging Brian to, to do this just to get him out of my hair, but he he's too old. They won't take him. <laughs> that's yeah. That's what they told me, Brian. I, yeah, I right. listed your yeah. birthday, and they went, "Oh no, no, yeah. no!" Neither yeah. one of you guys, and I don't even know how they knew about me. But uh, NASA is calling for volunteers to live in a simulated Mars colony for a year. Uh, the Earth-based mission is due to kick off in early 2025. It'll see a four-person crew living inside a 1,700 square foot facility. Uh, just like they would build on Mars. And apparently it's 3D printed. Um, you have to be, you, you can't be over 55 years old. And apparently you have to have some higher degrees uh, in math or science. Um, and be willing to grow your own food and all kinds of things. You know, they didn't tell you how much the pay is. No, I noticed that. But it would have to be high. It would have to have to be a lot. I mean, these people would be uh, uh, PhDs, and unless they've got PhDs in English Lit, uh, they're, they're probably making a lot of money. Um, I'm kind of curious on how they duplicate the Martian environment that they say that these people would be put, uh, have to accustom themselves to. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I don't know what the gravity uh, differences are. I have no idea uh, what they would do for temperature, uh, but they're going to have to grow food, among other things, take space walks, uh, and spend uh, all that time. Didn't they do something like this a few years ago, about, about yeah, 10 years did. ago? I think they <laughs> kind of nicknamed that place the Biosphere or something. Because, <laughs> remember, it must have been 10 years ago or something. Something yeah. similar like this. And I don't think that they made the entire time. I can't remember. Yeah, the people were leaving it uh, early, as I recall. NASA wants you to be a non-smoker uh, between the ages of 30 and 55. You need to be proficient in English so you can communicate effectively with your crewmates and mission control. You know, I would love that to be the uh, rule at the fast food place where I buy a hamburger. Uh, applicants uh, should have a strong desire for unique, rewarding adventures and interest in contributing to NASA's work to prepare for the first human journey to Mars. I don't, unless there's a military um, aspect of this. Like, maybe from Mars, we can better defend the United States. Uh, we can safely take out uh, the opposition satellites or replace ours if they nuke uh, ours. I I don't see any reason for the U.S. government to do this. There are billionaires on this planet. Well, now, you didn't consider the most important uh, threat that we have here as human beings on Earth. 
global warming. Global warming. Yeah. And we need another place to go to. And Mars, of course, would be a lot colder. How much CO2 do you think they put in the air every time they take off? I don't know. Yeah, well, when they come up with a battery-powered spacecraft, you think you'd want to go? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Uh, no, huh? Uh-uh. Uh, just, you know... Uh, but the application is online, but I guess I'd be... Wait, just, I can identify as, as any age I want. That's right. You can, uh, you can identify as a uh, 30-year-old PhD. Yes, you see, there are ways of getting around this. You know, it's so good that absolutes are no longer absolute. I know. Makes it so much easier. Uh, Matthew, on uh, the trip to Mars, good morning. Yeah, that virus, virus field, I believe that was 30 years ago. I mean, it's been a long time. But I remember seeing the stuff about people bringing in snacks, and then I guess some bugs got introduced to the system. But nonetheless, I was thinking of how progressive NASA is. Why aren't there any DEI um, inclusions on this? I mean, we should have. <laughs> yeah, that could get ugly, couldn't it? All right, Matthew. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good TV show. See ya. All right, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. The um, Social Security Administration is due for another big hit, Brian. Okay. Uh, turns out there is what they're calling. A silver tsunami It's going to hit this year. It's a record number of Americans set to turn 65. Record number of Americans will turn 65 this year, about 4.1 million. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports uh, from an analysis uh, from a chief economist at a bipartisan policy center. The surge of 65-year-old baby boomers, those are uh, people born from 1946 to 1964, will continue through 2027. And uh, ARP calls it the silver tsunami. Today's 65-year-olds are redefining a milestone uh, long associated with retirement parties and end of productive years, the journal notes. They are wealthier and, by many measures, healthier and expected to live another 20 years. Um, Kathy Wheeler, who turns 65 this year, said, I'm not tired, I'm healthy, and I enjoy my job. So those benefits uh, are going to go on for a long time. It's a, it's a huge number of retirees, the baby boomers, and this will be the, uh, the last of them. You're, you're not a baby boomer um, if you were born after 1964. So that's a lot more checks to send out to a lot more people. And that is going to just burn through cash. It's going to burn through cash. What I would like them to do, Brian, uh, and this is uh, uh, when... when uh, do you collect what, what you're... Oh, I don't have to. You see, I collect so many fines from people that don't listen to the show that it's, it's going to take care of me for the rest of my life. Yeah. No, seriously, how much... That was a cheap <laughs> shot now that I it think was, about it. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it took done. me a minute, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, at what age would you be eligible if you weren't collecting from those people who aren't listening? Um... I haven't calculated it. Well, how old are you now? I'm not saying. It depends on what <laughs> okay. I identify right. as. Uh, Today, okay. I'm 30. <laughs> Tomorrow, I could be something else. 
well, you better you better <laughs> hurry up and identify as old enough to collect or it won't be there. <laughs> um, that, that's going to be a real problem because it's going to just suck the system dry. I'm thinking that what we need to do is have a cutoff and, and tell people uh, we're going to make you work another 25 or 30 years. <laughs> and that way we'll save the system. That's true, yeah. You know, they won't be collecting. It won't be draining the, the, the money, and uh, and we can save Social Security. Because, well, you don't want to end Social You don't want to privatize that. No, oh, no, no. People can't do that on their own. Yeah, well, how could they survive? Yeah. Uh, they're just too stupid to survive without uh, the government making sure that they get Social Security. So... Um, it's, it's, it's just going to be an enormous drain. It is the silver tsunami. They've already bumped it back for some people. Um, I'm ashamed to tell you that I, I was uh, not in the bump back group. Uh, I was, I'm on the original age path for Social Security. But a lot of people are working in spite of being on Social Security or being able to retire. Some people are doing it because the inflation is killing them. They've gone back to work. Some people are doing it because they're bored. Retirement is boring. Um, and and uh, I'm just curious if you're if you're old enough to collect Social Security and you're still working, are you bored, or is just is it inflation is eating up too much of your pay? Uh, give me a call, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Would you be bored, Brian, if you suddenly could retire? Uh, perhaps. But I would find enough things to do to, to stay well, busy. I know, Denise, you would you'd have a lot of things to do. She yeah. Would, she would have you remodel the garage. That garage, <laughs> by the way, you should remodel that. Yeah, I think not. No, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done the basement. You've done the master bed. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you get that all inspected? Uh, oh, man, I forgot. Did I just get you in You, you know, did, it's not yeah, your house. I forgot to get a building permit for that. You, yeah, it's not your house, Brian. That is true. You've got a mortgage that you've paid on it, but it, it's it's not your house. You can't no. do to it as you please. The The county owns it. I know. What was I thinking? I don't know. Uh, I'll, you Just know an I'm, oversight. I'm sorry. I won't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I won't take let a, it happen again. I'm going to take a break and call the building inspector. <laughs> uh, and then uh, <laughs> we'll come back. Uh, and we'll talk about men and women and their brains. There's, there's a revelation here. It probably cost them hundreds of millions of dollars to figure this out. They could have just asked me or Brian... We'll share it with you next on the Gary Nolan Show. This is Emma Radio Network. It's uh, ten twenty-two. Uh, just this is uh, they, they spent a fortune to determine this. They could have asked any husband, uh, but I'll share this information with you in just a few minutes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Don says uh, if the same folks that conducted the study that stated males. Are the uh, bombarded uh, with hormones learned that a milk cow was injected with huge amounts of hormones? They then would have the cow destroyed. You know, that's true, Brian. They all, they, they 
you know, you're, you're looking for hormone-free milk from these people. Right. Um, but they're okay with hormones for, for dad so that he can produce milk. <laughs> Strange. Uh, didn't they do a study in the 90s? I thought I saw a documentary with Paul Pauly Shore called The Biodome. Yeah, uh, and that we talked about that on the air. Uh, let's see here. Let me go to the phones. Uh, on Social Security, if you're retired, uh, are you working? And if so, why? Uh, Gertrude, good morning. Good morning. I have been on Social Security for a bit now. Um, I started with disability um, because I lost most of my vision. I can still work, though, and I have a job that um, accommodates me. Hopefully, and I continue working. Hopefully you're not a, an Uber driver, but okay. Uh, uh, not, a, not a driver at all, thanks. I wanted a, a self-driving car, but apparently that's not ever going to happen. Um, anyway, the um, the Social Security Administration um, is now coming after me for repayment of some of my benefits because um, I made too much. You, you made too much? I made too much. There's a limit if you... Um, now, if, if, I, if I could get to my full retirement age, which I thought... I thought it was 65. No, my full retirement age is not for another year and a half. 66 and a half, I believe, is what they consider and to be that, full retirement age now. Well, for people born the year I was born. Not if you're, uh, you know, Gary, you said that you, ah, I see. Gotcha. you, you weren't in there. So I, have an, I thought my retirement age would be 65. I was born, I'll really tell you, I was 58. So I thought my retirement age would be at 65, which I hit last September, but no, nope. not so. See, they can alter Social Security anytime they want. And um, yes, and they do, and they do, and they have, you know, some people's retirement age is going to be closer to 70. Um, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky that I'm still well enough to work, despite my disability. Um, other people that I know are not. And they are they're waiting until they can retire to get serious operations on knees and hips and things like that. Um, younger than I am, but they I gotta tell you, not not tooting my own horn, but they, they look older than I do. Well, uh what did you do before your disability, before you lost your vision? Uh well well, I did a lot of things. I worked in offices. I've done, <clears throat> I've done direct sales. I've done, and my late husband and I owned our own business. And I can tell you about minimum wage too. <laughs> you owned your own business, so you you paid double. You paid we owned double. Our own, we owned our own business for many many years, and we had. Um, it was small enough that a lot of, we, we were untouched by many things. But the fact is that at times we did hire people to work for us. And I can tell you that um, whenever anybody says, you know, they raise the minimum wage, th our business would have taken a big hit had we not, fortunately, we had um, we had a lot of sons and they how, grew up to. How old was care. your husband when he passed? One day short of his 66th birthday. So all that money he paid into Social Security, how much of it did he collect? Well, he took his Social Security at 62, but he he was diagnosed as disabled um, after he started having health issues. But he, he paid into it his whole life and got to collect it for four years. 
Well, yeah, no, not even four years. Well, well, the sixty-two, yeah, the sixty-six. That's what that would be correct. But um, yeah, he paid into it since he was sixteen. He started working. Yeah, and, um, he didn't get ripped off much, did he? Not too much. Yeah, not but, too much. Know, he's not here to complain. Yeah, that's a that's a what a if you tried to duplicate this in the in the private marketplace, social security, it would they would arrest you uh and they would throw you in the prison cell that Bernie Madoff had. I I'm just it's a But rip because off. the government is doing it, it's fine. Yeah. It's legal at least. Yeah, sure. All there's, right. There's the legal Thanks. Thanks, Gertrude. Right. Mm -hmm. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. He paid into it since he was, what'd she say, 16? Yeah, 16. And he collects it for three plus years, and he's departed this veil of tears. And all that money that he paid in, the government keeps it. Well, they give it to the next retiree. To the, yeah. They'll give it to you or something. What a, what a ripoff. What a what stupid, stupid ripoff. And Roosevelt knew it. He, he literally knew it. He said, well, if we design it this way, so that you pay uh, pay it forward, you'll never be able to end it. That was his point. He even admitted it. And you can't. Every time you think, uh, you know, we should privatize this, somebody says, whoa, 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 I paid into it all my life. I'm entitled. Democrats do the stupidest things. Unbelievable. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. I'm not sure how much money they had to spend on this study. But they have made a determination about men and women that they probably could have gotten for free if they had just asked anybody who has ever had a relationship with the opposite sex. Men and women's brains do work differently. Scientists discover for the first time. That is literally, that's the headline. That can't be. They discovered it for the first time. <laughs> and if they'd come to you, Brian, and said, uh, do you think women's brains uh, are different uh, than men's brains? No, no, they're exactly the same. Perfectly, no just environmental, at all. right? Yeah, no. Uh, the brains of men and women operate differently. Scientists have shown for the first time in a breakthrough that shows sex does matter. And how people think and behave. The issue of whether male and female brains are distinct has proven controversial. Some academics arguing it's society rather than biology that shapes divergence. There's never been any definitive proof of difference in activity in the brains of men and women. But Stanford University has shown that it's possible to tell the sexes apart based on activity in hotspot areas. So they're finally definitive, uh, definitively saying that men and women, uh, their brains are different, and so they think differently. Haven't we all really known that right from the get-go? And all these <laughs> no, feminists... No, we had to do a study. Yeah. It, it, it probably, millions of dollars. Probably. <laughs> Uh, and and, and th these uh, women, these leftist women are trying to say, no, it's all environmental. It's how you raise your daughter. You're going to raise your daughter to think like a man. Well, not exactly. Just remember, you, you heard it here first. 
All right, New York giving out money. Uh, we talked about it, but we didn't tell you the whole story. That's next. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1035. Glad to have you with us. Boy, I more faith in libertarians every day. We'll tell you why here in a minute. Uh, inside Mayor Adams' migrant debit card boondoggle. You remember that I told you last week the stupidity of all this, that they were giving these people, these immigrants, um, ATM cards, essentially, so they could buy whatever food they wanted. Because apparently they didn't like the food we were giving them, and they were throwing it out. Egad, why were we giving them food to begin with? But then uh, the mayor decided, we'll just give you these ATM cards, and you can buy whatever food you want. How generous of him. But apparently, uh, the no-bid bank uh, gets uh, $50 million. Border crossers get up to $10,000 each. And I said that they had to, you know, that there was some kind of a deal they were supposed to restrict what they could, what they could use the money on. Uh, one misperception, writes the New York Post, is that the program allows the city to give out just $50 million to migrants. No wonder the mayor has been reticent to talk about it. The debit card program, if you read the actual contract, has the potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion-dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing, untraceable cash used for any purpose. It'll give migrants up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money with no ID check no restrictions, and no fraud control. So, Brian, it would behoove me to get on a um, an American Airlines flight to Chicago and then transfer to New York, head over to where the migrants are hanging out, fake an accent, mm-hmm. get a $10,000 ATM card, and come back. And I would be, you know, $9,000 to the plus side. Don't forget to uh, change your clothes to something, you know. No, they don't look like they're poverty poverty stricken. Some of these people are coming across the border. Yeah, but I mean, if you go in looking like uh, dressed in your usual attire, then they'll... Well, they'll think I'm really broke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, $10,000... And it's not, That's unbelievable. Yeah. It, where are they getting the money? It's not, it's not growing on trees in New York. They're taking it from their residents. It'll give migrants up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money with no ID check, no <laughs> restrictions, and no fraud control. Wow. What a what, what a possibly great... could go wrong with this. Oh, there would never be any government waste there, would there? No, just it's fine. <laughs> oh Lord. God, you Democrats are so gullible, so so foolish. Uh let me go to the phones here on uh, Medicare. Uh, Terry wants to have a conversation and I'm glad to do it. Terry, good morning. Good morning. Uh glad to hear from you. Uh well, you, you see all this advertised about Medicare the last three years on TV, and everybody's getting 10 to 12 calls that's over 65. Well, what that is, it's plan C. It's a, they call it Advantage Plan. 
Yeah. Used to be that the person retired had to pay for that. But now they told these insurance companies that that the government will pay for Plan C for these senior, senior citizens now. And I asked the lady, why is it free? She says the government's going to pay for it. She says because the Affordable Care Act is way down. we got to get our numbers up, and they're putting it on Affordable Care, uh, care uh, Plan. And uh, <clears throat> this Plan C it don't give you nothing. It gives you $50 every three months, get cough medicine, Band-Aids. And uh, they say no copay. My sister, she took it out. The reason I know all this, and I asked that lady, "Who's paying for it?" The government. Is. I said, "What well, is it for?" Well, she said, "The Affordable Care Act is down, and they're putting that under there so get their yeah. numbers up." Yeah. Well, here's the thing. My wife works in the healthcare industry, and thank you, Terry, for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. My wife works in the healthcare industry, and says, "Do not do those things. Just take regular Social Security." Uh, and she's her opinion is is uh, based on her work with senior citizens and her father's experience. Uh, just you're better off with regular Medicare, and and even that's confusing because uh, you got Medicare Part A, then you got to buy Part B, then you want to have uh, prescription drugs, and if you don't get the prescription drug benefit that's uh, acceptable to the federal government, then they punish you for each year cumulatively that you don't get it um and then there's uh part n uh part f uh, it is a mess i am so glad the government is taking care of all this for us (laughs) yeah it'd be so much better if the government had just stayed out of health care no 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 we couldn't do it on our own why well because because you're you're too too stupid. stupid But the cost of health care would fall through the floor. It would be less expensive to create new products uh, in the medical community. I don't care if it's pharmaceutical or instruments or, or even care. And you'd be able to literally buy health insurance that would last a lifetime. They, you'd be able to change jobs without changing health insurance companies. You'd be able to lose your job without losing your health insurance. If only Franklin Delano Roosevelt and the Democrats hadn't screwed it all up. What a mess. Uh, All right, let me go to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. Yes, sir. Hey, on on these uh, debit cards that New York's given out. Yeah. uh, What would stop you from uh, going around the block and coming back and talking to another technician and getting another card. I mean, they're all named Jose, so Jose wants a card. Jose, can you? Uh, well, actually, uh, they uh, they are not. Apparently, you don't need an ID. So I guess that's entirely possible. And don't think yeah. they won't try if they can. Yeah, so you can make your trip up there and maybe get $50,000 before you came back. Yeah, I could come back and give Brian five. There you go. All right, right, Jerry, thank you. Okay. All right, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Chris, good morning. Yeah, one only has to wonder how long before we find out there's a big scandal and a bunch of the people that work for the city of New York and these NGOs and all got their own cards under somebody else's name, like you said, three, four, five of them, because, hey, I just signed a piece of paper here. It says I gave it to an immigrant or whatever. Yep. Uh, 
I wanted to point out something, Gary, that this has been such a successful thing with the Democrats that they've even got you using their talking points. You need to quit calling these people migrants. Migrants come to work, and then they go home. Like, they pick vegetables, and they go home. And the news media, everybody's been pushing this to the point, I notice you're saying it too, everybody in the news media is saying, they're not migrants. They're not going home, maybe until Social Security time, but, you know. They're well, migrants, migrants can come here and stay here. Well, I always, migrants to me are people who migrate up, do the work, go home. Your forefathers, they, your family, they not, they, they migrated immigrated, here. They immigrated, but they became part of the country. You know, but a migrant somebody who comes to do work and then goes back, you know, you give them a little card says you're a migrant worker. And uh, that's the way it's been. And now we have, once it, again, we have changed the language to the point that everybody's using really what's the, the root word implies. What's the root word of immigrant or immigrate? Oh. Well, yeah, we're migrating, but we're coming to be part of your country. And a true migrant, the way I've always understood Mexicans, they're migrant workers. They come up, they pick stuff, they go home. And uh, like I, I said, I, that I think gives, gives that illusion that these people, well, they're just those migrants you used to remember that came up to pick vegetables in California, except they're not picking vegetables in Chicago and New York. Uh, I, think, I think your definition of migrate is wrong. I, well, I, not migrate, but, you know, it's... I'm saying it's a fine line, but really they're not migrants in, a, in the normal use of the word. <clears throat> we can argue what, what the Latin people were coming up with when they came up with the original form of the word. I'm just saying, in my lifetime, migrants come and work and go home, and immigrants come to be a part of your country. And I really don't see these people as either one of those, actually. Well, you migrate here, and then you become an immigrant. All right. Chris, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Let's get some pearly words of wisdom from Roy. Good morning. Yes, it is. I encourage you to go and get your card because you're everybody as legal as everybody else. But whatever you do, don't put it in one of your bank accounts for more than $500 because they want to catch cheaters. <laughs> well, I'll just use it to buy food. That's going to be a lot of food. Not at the prices that we're seeing at the grocery store. You're going to go to the grocery store when you get a $9,000 card you can use at CC's? Are you, are you still Gary? Well, I, I can use it Gary? at CC's and the grocery store. I mean, it's it, it might take me a, a couple days to spend ten grand, but, you know, I'll, I'll persevere. Now, okay, if you were calm and had your wits about you, you'd realize that you'd want to spend more than your food budget. I'd and somebody's going to spend. Somebody's going to sell you a seven thousand dollars sandwich so you can spend it on food, and you'll get the thing that's called a kickback. Oh, like they used to do with food people? stamps. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're going to do it with food stamps, this is just food stamps on steroids, and the preferential class, future Democrat voters, are the people that are getting the goods. Or I could just go into a grocery store buy a bunch of filet mignon and lobster and then step outside and sell it for a fraction of the price and walk away with a handy uh, profit and cash. Yeah, you'll find an easier way than that, but that would surely work. Yep, that's not, not too challenging. The problem with this is there's too many ways to game the system that we can't even think of. Yep, I agree. Roy, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390, toll-free 800 529-5572. American Airlines, uh, there's going to be a little change there, and I'm not just talking about Columbia Regional Airport. 
And at 11.05, uh, Tom Luther, Reverend Luther, was a city council meeting in Columbia. He'll be with us on the Gary Nolan Show. 10.52, glad to have you with us on the Gary, on the Gary Nolan Show. David says, uh, re-brain differences between males and females. I was taught in psychology that male brains lose a lot of connections between the hemispheres during the, the puberty hormone rush. Females keep the connections. Guys do better focused on one subject at a time. Women can do several things and talk and wonder why we're confused. Is that why we're confused about women? I, I, I got a, a buddy of mine. I'm just going to quote him. I'm not going to say I endorse his belief. But his quote is, feminine logic defies logic. Anybody? You know, Brian, you want to uh, jump in on that? Uh, no. Huh? No, huh? married, huh? Yeah, <laughs> can tell. Uh, as a veteran, I use TRICARE, says Mark, in order for my wife, who is on Social Security Disability. Uh, I had to purchase another level of disability insurance for her. Otherwise, TRICARE wouldn't pay for her prescriptions, which does a lot to help. Yeah, it would be nice if the government didn't pervert health care and insurance to begin with. Uh, and Bob finally says, I agree with Chris. They are illegal, illegally entering the country. They should be called intruders or invaders. That's not exactly what he said, but okay, I'll go with it. Uh, Wendell, welcome. How are you? Wendell. Hello. Hey. Yes. Uh, I don't know exactly how true this is, but a buddy of mine watches and reads a lot. But he said, like, uh, uh, people in uh, migrants in uh, New York, on the average, get equivalent to $180,000 a year. That's with uh, their, their Medicare, their rent, their phones, their, their utilities, and their uh, food money, and, uh, and the cars like you've been talking about. And, and that's where my wife and I have ever made together. Well, you try to survive in downtown New York City and uh, see how much it costs. Uh, and, and if they're staying in hotels, those hotels are, you know, a couple of hundred bucks a night at least. They're staying in them for free. Uh, I, I don't know if it's, a, you know, 150 grand a year, but I'll bet it's not far. I'll bet that's not far. All right. Thank you, sir. No, no problem. All right. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's that's pretty expensive. And and that's what, you know, these migrants see this as, you know, it's like vacation time. Uh, you, you couldn't, you couldn't go to New York and stay in a hotel for a week without it costing an arm and a leg. But they're in New York and in Los Angeles and San Francisco, and they're staying for months. And what are they doing? I mean, is, is there, is there, are they just collecting tax money? Are they going to work? What's the incentive to go to work? Here's what we know from welfare. It takes away the incentive to work. This is a, a welfare program on steroids. There are people in New York City who are poorer than these immigrants. And the immigrants are doing better than they are. 
there is in a particularly poor part of town, apparently, uh, a luxury condominium complex. Uh, it was, it was going to be very, very expensive to live there. And apparently they weren't making the sales they were hoping to make. The place is empty. So what are they doing? They're putting these people that have come across the border and been shipped into New York for one reason or another, they're putting them up in these luxury condos. And this is in Harlem. And, and, and black residents of Harlem are uh, really upset. At what point, at what point do blacks who have been voting for Democrats wake up and go, hey, they haven't delivered a, a damn thing. I almost used God's name I in vain. I noticed that, yeah. I, I was, was close. I jerked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a joke there, but I'll, <laughs> I'll pass. I'll pass. Uh, they've been, uh, you know, voting for Democrats forever. I mean, what do the Democrats promise them? Utopia. Oh, their lives are going to be better. They're going to get great jobs. They're going to get great money. And, if you, can't, you know, they won't be hungry. And they're... And, you have to understand, Gary, this is an all-new voting block for Democrats, so they have to be focusing on this at this this time and at this point in time. Well, great. Then let's take <laughs> let's take the the black community that is awakened to the fact that they have been just used by the Democrats for seventy five years, and you know bring them into the Libertarian Party at the very least, the Republican Party. Oh, uh, no. Now it'll take them a long time to wake up. Just been seduced. Libertarians, I, you know, I keep telling you that libertarians are principled. And I keep telling you that um, we are better off voting for them than any Democrat or Republican for that matter. There are some Republicans, I take that back, some Republicans that I would vote for. But what would happen if a libertarian got in control if we if we voted for a libertarian how would that work out well they're doing an experiment right now it's in argentine uh and they have a libertarian president and i've seen some of the things that have changed and it's pretty impressive we'll tell you what javier millet is doing in uh in argentina uh, in uh, in just a few minutes. But first, uh, Reverend Tom Luther is going to be with us. He went to the Columbia City Council meeting, and he's going to give us an update on what he saw. Uh, I have a great deal of respect for Tom, uh, and we'll, uh, I'll share a little bit of our history next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 